Hello and welcome to Men in Progress, the podcast of the United Methodist Men of Treach here in Flower Mound, Texas. This is part of the Life Plus God podcast series from Treach Memorial United Methodist Church. We really appreciate you listening to our November podcast. This is episode 23 of Men in Progress. I'm your host, Dave Casey, and in this episode, just in time for Thanksgiving, we're discussing something I think we all wrestle with, and that's how to be truly thankful for what we have. Let's be honest, we live in a competitive world and in a capitalist nation surrounded by advertising and marketing. Those things aren't bad in and of themselves, but in a lot of times, they can drive us to focus on what we don't have rather than what we do. Joining me to discuss the idea of thankfulness are three of my brothers from Treach, Buddy Bonner, Christian Sweeney, and Kevin Cummings. Guys, welcome to Men in Progress. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Good to see you guys. Glad to be here. So first of all, uh, happy belated Thanksgiving. I hope you guys had a great holiday with your families. And uh, what did Thanksgiving look like at your house this year? Well, my uh, uh, in-laws are quite close. They live about five minutes away, so I get to see them every week. But uh, That could be comfortably or uncomfortably close. <laughs> well, right now it's fantastic. Oh, I, have, I have three children under the age of six, oh, wow. um, a yeah. six, three, and a five-month-old now. Um, and so having uh, grandparents close by yeah. makes life a lot easier. So Thanksgiving was just the same. Had them over. Um, mother-in-law is making ham. Father-in-law is making turkey. I'm making deviled eggs, which wow. is my favorite dish. Um, we just do the classic, eat a lot of food and watch the Dallas Cowboys uh, play perfect. football. Perfect, perfect. Kevin, how about you guys? Well, we do Thanksgiving in Austin, Texas. Uh, my brother's a builder and has one of those mansions out there. Ah. But uh, the fun thing is I was one of seven kids. And so we're all married, have kids. And so there's 35, 40, 45 people sometimes. Whoa. And uh, it's serious. become a tradition that my brother says, um, okay, we're going to say the prayer in just like two minutes and then sit down to eat. Hey, Kevin, would you carve the seven turkeys real quick? <laughs> <laughs> but what was interesting this year is my nephew and my two sons kind of bumped me out of the way, and they took over the tradition of oh, wow. carving all the turkeys. Ah. It was really great. That's awesome. Buddy, how about uh, the Bonners? Yeah, so uh, we have five children between us, and so uh, we've got a week-long uh, list of activities. Uh, going to start the week going out to Tuscaloosa and picking up uh, Natalie, uh, number yeah, four on yeah. the list drive her home for the holiday, and then uh, we'll take a quick trip to Arkansas to see child number two, Charlize. And then towards the end of that week, we'll all get together and have a meal uh, at the house. Don't cool. know what that you know, don't know what that's going to look like, but that's what we'll do. So this will be the tradition for the next few years, it sounds like. A absolutely, yeah. yes, sir. Well, that's kind of my next question. Is there something that you guys have that's a, a singular thing that you make sure you do every year? So, Christian, do you, is there something that you just can't miss doing at Thanksgiving? I think the the big thing my family's always done, either growing up or moving down to Texas and not being close to my in-laws, is we've always just made sure to get together. There's yeah. not a specific activity. It's get together, have one really good meal where everyone sits down, uh, and we all just enjoy the talk for at least an yeah. hour or two, and then we move on to separate activities. So, so gr growing up, I was also one of seven kids, so it was pretty chaotic around Thanksgiving. Everyone would eat and scatter, yeah. um, and yeah. right now... You know, just it's kind of the same. With seven, you're just lucky you got something to eat. Yeah, I you, you got to eat fast and you eat the most. <laughs> yeah. Buddy, how about you guys? Is there something you just don't miss at Thanksgiving? Well, you know, we always get together for a big meal. It's, you know, traditional, but I like to cook something different. Um, oh. One year we did gumbo. 
that was awesome. That's good. Um, and we just we try to pick something different to do, not 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 a traditional meal. So that's that's kind of what we were looking. Wow. For. How about the Cummings house? Well, the the Wednesday before, everybody's really concerned about having a huge another meal of gravy and meat and <laughs> yep. 10, 15 different sides and desserts. So um, I do a shrimp bowl for oh. 35, 40 people. And wow. every year it's become more and more like, nope, you're doing this again next year. Yeah. Yeah, that would be popular. Oh, boy, that'd be popular. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Shouldn't have done this. Oh. Well, clearly being thankful is the top of our mind. Uh, every every November, I think, is a time when we kind of focus on that. You see that with charities. You see that with uh, advertising everything else. Do, do you find it it's, it's hard to be consistently thankful every day during the year? So, buddy, how, how about you? Um. Yeah, Dave, absolutely it is. You know, uh, we're conditioned by our human nature and, and all the input we have around from society to accept uh, uh, what's going on now as normal and the status quo. And so I think that I think that sometimes compels us to just accept that without regard to uh, consideration how thankful we should be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's around us all the time. And so I think it is difficult to to focus in and, and be thankful on all the things that we uh, were given. Kind of the land of plenty problem. Absolutely, yeah. Maybe. yeah. Kevin, how about I kind of see it slightly different because I am thankful every single day. And um, I am a very positive person, and I am very up, and, and those of you who know me know that to be true. But it's kind of one of those things that if you're always in that mode to be thankful it just spreads to everybody around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So, uh, Christian, I'll ask you this. This is uh, uh, why, you know, is, and Buddy kind of alluded to this. You know, we kind of live in the land of plenty here. And, uh, you know, why do you think it is that we as human beings, uh, we find it hard to be thankful when we have so much? I think uh, – Something we default to is when we're living anywhere, we start to compare ourselves to what's around us. And so that's that's the sin of pride. Do I have as yeah. much as someone else? Is my life as good as others? Yeah. Keeping up with the Bonners. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, with the Bonners. Yeah. Yeah. Leading the way. Um, and so when <laughs> you're always... not difficult, I assure you. <laughs> so when you, when you live your life comparing yourself to other people of plenty, you don't feel like you have more because everyone around you either has as much or more than you. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's that's kind of where the land of plenty problem comes from. And getting around that problem involves being outside the land of plenty and going somewhere else, uh, doing acts of service in communities that you normally wouldn't go to. So you you get outside that kind of bubble in the yeah. land of plenty. Yeah. Kevin, you got an opinion on that? Is, you know, what... Well, Why the, is it so hard? You know? The service part that, that you just mentioned, Christian, is is really kind of, it, it's the backbone of um, that thankfulness. Um, it, it, it just, when you're that thankful, you help other people out. It's part of your DNA, um, and it just provides you with more thanks, things to be thankful for. Yeah, I think that... Uh and in particular, I know the organization you're involved with, with Honey Dudes, is, is a great example of this. You know, it's, uh, um, I think the people that, that are drawn to that and want to help with that are people that they're looking for a way to give thanks. They're, they're really looking for that opportunity. And so being thankful leads to that gratitude. And the big difference between thankful and gratitude is thankful can be in words. 
gratitude is in deeds. Yeah. And so if we're just thankful in words, we're missing a, what I think is the richer half of that equation. Yep. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So at the top, I, I actually mentioned marketing and advertising and kind of what we're bombarded with. Um, do you think that these things are the antithesis of being thankful or just capitalism at work or, or whatever, buddy? You know, how, do you, how, do you, how do you handle that? Yeah, I would think I would think what you just said is right. They they maybe are the antithesis of thankfulness. It's a very much hey, what what can you do for me now yeah. uh, type of situation, uh, quote in the world and of the world, and I, you know as far as being thankful for what we've been blessed with, that's not in the world or of the world either one. So I I do think our our economic structure uh, lends to some of that. Yeah. You know, there's there's a phrase that's used a lot in advertising that just grates on me every time I hear it, you know, and it's whatever it is, you know. Get Buy one, get one free. No, no, I like those, but no, this is like, you know, get the whatever that you deserve, right? So it's like get the new truck that you deserve or get the, you know, whatever it is that they're pitching, you know, and when they, that, that phrase just, well, what have I done to deserve a new truck? I mean, I haven't, I haven't figured that out yet and stuff. So Christian, have you got anything that bugs you in kind of the advertising world or the? Oh, that's a, that's a good one. I, I think I don't know if there's a particular type of ad like that that annoys me, but something I've seen more recently is uh, my my son will watch TV show and he's six and he comes back and he asks for what he saw during the commercials. Oh yeah. And so even though I've kind of gotten to the point in life where I can completely block out commercials, I ignore them. I do something productive during that time. Hearing it come back from my six-year-old and starting yeah. to see how the world of advertisement can reach someone as small as him, I think that concerns me more than anything that's yeah. marketed at me. Is like, you're going for my six-year-old. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, sure, it's a toy, but now you're teaching him that he should desire things that either exactly. he didn't he, know about until 30 seconds well, ago. Well, he deserves that toy. He, des- he deserves that toy. <laughs> the, his friends on the show have that toy. See, now you're getting close to home because our producer here, Mr. Tuggle, is kind of in that world of you know, <laughs> marketing. And, you know, uh, so it, it's a, uh, yeah, you, I think you might have touched a nerve. If we, if we suddenly go dark here, you'll know what happens. <laughs> so. Kevin. Yeah, just a little bit more on that. You deserve it. It's even worse when it, when it's compounded with get it today and you don't have to worry about paying for it (laughs) (laughs) until tomorrow. And it's setting up a whole generation of kids to get in debt. And that is not healthy. Yeah. Oh man. That's a, we could go hours on that one. (laughs) Well, and, and to follow up on, on Kevin's thoughts and Christian's thoughts, you know, it's that, that sort of marketing is filling a hole, right? I deserve that. Well, you probably don't. But it's it's uh, attracting people to to fill a hole that they've got, right? This new truck will make me feel better, maybe for a day. Well, it is truck month too. Absolutely. <laughs> well, see, there you go, truck month. <laughs> and it seems like every other month is truck month. I haven't figured that one out yet. You know, it seems like they should only get one. Uh, so, so Christian, you know, if you ever traveled anywhere where people, you know, don't seem to have much but they seem to be very happy. And, and, and if, have you ever experienced that in your travels? Or There was a, a time I went to Spain, I think it was 2008, so I would have been, no, sorry, 2012, so I would have been uh, 17. Um, and I went to the capital city, Madrid, and I got to hang out with a whole group of folks um, from the church over there. 
And a whole bunch of our brothers from the Philippines were also in Madrid. Wow. And for them, a lot of them, it was the first time ever leaving the Philippines. And the joy they had just sitting around having dinner at 8 o'clock, relaxing, um, and just chatting about life. Uh, I think that experience was incredibly unique. And everyone was just happy just to be around other people in that sense. Relative, yeah. Christian, did you just say... In 2012, <laughs> when I was 17. Yes, sir. That, that means I was born in 1995. And you just yes, me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just checking in, making sure my math is good. Bonner's over here checking his pulse. He just, he's he's, he's going to make it through the through the podcast. Just sending my art paperwork. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, Kevin, do you think have you ever seen thankfulness as as relative? And, and here's here's why I say that. I'm going to throw a couple of statistics yeah, statistics if I could say it. With so where you live in Texas, and, and uh, average family income is $120,000 a year in Texas. Right? We're we're a relatively wealthy state. Worldwide, the United States leads the planet in disposable income at more than $51,000 a year. And then back to Texas. Um, we're one of just six states in the United States with no income tax. Yay. So let me ask again, is thankfulness relative uh, or is it really a bigger question? Or you know, how, do you, how do you see that? I don't think money is the, the deciding factor on thankfulness. Um, there are people that are extremely thankful that are living in the poverty uh, socioeconomic bracket. Sure, sure. Um, I think what Buddy was talking about, that hole that, you know, that pickup truck will fill in my heart. People try it with drugs, with alcohols, with, with gambling, with women, with, you know, fill in the blank, okay, some vice. And when you start to serve other people because you're so thankful that you have to fulfill and become gratified that you are helping other people, it's amazing how that hole in your heart seems to kind of disappear. Yeah. And so I, I gear it more towards your journey in your relationship with God as opposed to what's my income. So that relativity thing is, that really doesn't matter. I mean, it, it, there's people in poor countries yeah. that, 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 that are very generous. You look at, at Sister Teresa. Mm -hmm. She left a very wealthy family. And in her own diaries, she questioned whether she did enough. Right, right. That, that, that to me just kind of sums it all up. Yeah, it's not the money. It's interesting. You know, one of the one of the uh, organizations that I work with or I'm on the board with is Liberty Ministry, where we, we work with folks that are that are homeless or recently homeless, maybe recently housed. Um, and that entire community, there's a huge community there that is a community. These people look out for each other. They care about each other. Um the people that serve them or help them also are part of that community. They, they, they care for them and serve, you know, and is part of that service. And it's interesting. They're, they're incredibly generous. Those, that's what gets me. If somebody gets something, somebody's homeless gets a windfall of some sort. The first thing they do is share it with all their friends. I mean, yep. they're, they're that kind of, you know, th that thankfulness to me is, is, is very telling. And it's, uh, says a lot for human nature <laughs> to me. Um, so what's the connection between Christianity and thankfulness? Christian, I'll bounce that one off of you. Well, I think at the most basic level as Christians, we have everything to be grateful for. Um, Jesus came, 
died, rose so that our sins were forgiven, and we have eternal life. Um, and the gift of salvation is something that no material amount of wealth could ever yeah. come close to matching. Um, and so just from that starting point, we could have zero dollars to our name, nothing but the shirts on, you know, shirts on our back, and we should be thankful because of that gift right there. And yeah. so I think st- with that as a starting point, when where Kevin says where we should just be outpouring of gratitude wherever we go, regardless of what we have to yeah. give. That's a, that's a great insight, and that's a great way to, to, to kind of get past that whole truck month crap. <laughs> you know, it's the only way I can put it. You know, that, that's, that's excellent. So, Kevin, what do you what do you think? Is it is that that tie between Christianity and thankfulness? Is that spoken well, I, to you? I listened to uh, Daniel describing other religions here recently, and it was amazing. He said, um, "You know, Gandhi said I'd probably be a Christian if it wasn't for all those Christians." <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but the thing is, Daniel's point was, don't you think Gandhi lived like Christ? And so yeah. if you're living like Christ, what did, what, did, what did Christ do for while he was here on earth? He did everything in his powers for everybody around him. Right. To the, to the lowest person, to, uh, to calling out the highest people. Yeah, yeah. But it was really, that is how he served. He led his life serving others mm-hmm. and giving us a whole bunch of grace. <laughs> Luckily. Luckily. <laughs> for us, for sure. So... Uh, Buddy, I've got a great question for you. So uh, do you feel any connection between thankfulness and generosity? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, what we have is is on loan to us, I believe. And so uh, we're called to be generous. We're called to give and, and, and help support causes and other people. And um, we do that as a family. We don't do enough right yeah. it, on the, on the scale of what we've been blessed with but absolutely there's a there's a correlation there and a and a connection there for sure yeah kevin have you seen that 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 connection that generosity and thankfulness i have you've been on the end of it i know with with honey dudes uh, i i have definitely seen the 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 correlation between generosity and 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 thankfulness um it's hard it's hard to be a miser and hold so tight and be a giving person. We're called to be good stewards of what God has given us, and we're not taking it with us. Uh, we talked about being here uh, on earth. We're just passing through. I'm not of this world. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm literally just cutting through. And so I, I think there is some connection there. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Can, can I say one more thing about that? Sure. Um, I think a lot about living your life uh, through a growth mindset as opposed to a scarcity mindset and you know really christianity uh uh, lends itself to that right uh people that have a clenched fist aren't sharing they're not giving but people that have an open hand and and are are looking at how can i benefit others how can i um uh share and and be a good steward as kevin mentioned absolutely are and and christianity that that's a part of that yeah and I think that's a learned deal. So I want Christian's perspective on this because I just know in my own life, when I, uh, you know, grew up, uh, didn't grow up on a, in any kind of rich circumstance or anything. So I was kind of taught, it, it kind of taught the wrong way. I started talking, we don't talk about money. We didn't talk about money in our house. You know, whether we had it or didn't, we didn't have much, but we didn't talk about it. 
And you're, you're kind of ingrained into that. When I went through college and I got my first job and, you know, I'm all I knew is that I was going to have to work hard and earn money and, and, you know, get with it. And, uh, so I didn't, generosity wasn't high on my list. <laughs> so it really, or thankfulness from that standpoint, you know, I was just, I'm, I'm at the beginning of the ramp here. So I'm thinking I got, I got a lot ahead of me. So Christian, you're closer to the beginning of the ramp than the old guys on this other side of the table. So <laughs> I got to ask you, do you, do you feel that? Do you, is thankfulness and gratitude, does that come into play? Or are you still like, man, I got to, I got kids to feed. I got to get out there. So. Kids do eat a lot. Um, <laughs> man, I don't know how many gallons of milk I go through in my house. <sighs> uh, you know, it, it absolutely, there's a, there's a connection between thankfulness and generosity. Um, and it's kind of the same connection we were talking about earlier, thankfulness and gratitude. You, you can be thankful, but then turning around and doing acts of service, being uh, having gratitude. Part of that, one of the ways of expressing gratitude is through generosity and, and um, blessing others with what you've been blessed. And so... To me, generosity is is one of the things you can build a habit. Um, yeah. It's not just a one-time thing, and the more you do it, the easier it is. Um, I, I was blessed. My parents made me tithe as part of my allowance when I was like eight years old. Yeah. So my $5 allowance, I lost, you know, I say I lost. I lost. I, I, 50 cents went in the, 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 yeah. the tithe cheerful bowl. Cheerful giver right there. Very cheerful. I was, I was a very cheerful eight-year-old. Yeah. Um, but it's something that you as an eight-year-old, you're like, okay, whatever, this is what it is, but you, you just do it. Yeah. And then, you know, 20 years later... It's still still something it. you're doing. It. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah. a habit. So I, I think you can you can build generosity into a habit that yeah, way as well. Yeah. We did a similar exercise with our guys. So we had we had uh, mason jars. So when it, when the uh, when the allowance came out, there was a certain amount went to the church, right? A certain amount went to taxes, okay? And then we had, you know, there was some for spending and some for savings. That is brutal. Yeah. I, so I mean <laughs> So the kids kept saying, okay, we understand the church deal because we bring the money to church and everything, and, and we understand the savings. You know, they, they understood. What's this taxes thing? Did you let them shelter any of it, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get too, too deep there. But here's what they did, we did with the taxes, and this was brilliant. I think this is Doris's. This wasn't me, you know. So uh, we, they were Taekwondo kids. They, played, they, they did Taekwondo. And we went to a national tournament down in Florida. So we took the tax money and we used it to buy tickets to Disney World because that was for the taxes are for the greater good, which was the family. So that's where that money went, you know, and they were like, whoa. So next year, if we raise the taxes, can we go to <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's the last time I've heard them talk about raising taxes. Anyway. So I'm going to move on here a little bit. Um, the, of course, the Bible has some some wonderful perspective on this. So in Matthew 6, verse 19 through 21, Jesus is pretty clear about this. And he says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So how does this frame thankfulness for you, Kevin? Well, it, it goes right back to the, we jokingly call it, um, uh, nope, I'm saved. I'm just working on the crowns. And so <laughs> there's a lot of people that will not understand what I just said. You need to look it up because yeah. once you get that perspective down, it really changes the way I, when I got it down, it really changed the way that I looked at the world. That's when I decided to be a good steward. That was one of the most impactful sermons that I had ever heard. And 
uh, getting to the punchline, um, you get to heaven, you have a certain amount of crowns. If you've done some certain things, you get to lay them at Jesus' feet. Right. And I look forward to that day. Excellent, excellent. Christian, do you, does that verse familiar, and does, does, it, does it strike you? Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That, that, that's right to me. Um, I think we have three basic needs. We have, as humans, uh, we have a desire to be in relationship with God, we have a desire to be in relationship with others, and we have just the material desires we need. And they're all important. You, you can't live life if you have no food, if you have no shelter, you have no water. Right. Um, but it's the least need. It's the least important. Yeah. And so once those basic things are met, there really isn't much more you can gain from it. When there's so much more you can gain from having a great relationship with the people around you, your family, and then obviously the most important relationship with the Heavenly Father. And so that verse kind of touches straight on that, that kind of three, uh, three desires that I think about. Um, and Jesus directly saying what matters is you store up in heaven. What, ha- what matters is your relationship with the Father and me. Yeah. Um, and so, I, yes, I, I would agree with that. That's a great, great aspect. Buddy, have you got an insight into this? Yeah, well, first off, it's a very uh, convicting verse, right? Yeah. Um, and it really makes you think about how you live your life because in, in Western society, don't we have to take care of ourselves? And if, if you think about that long range, that means, well, I've got to pile up a pile so that yeah. I can manage to live uh, after I'm productive, right? That's what that's what society tells us. Well, I would tell you, I fall into that sometimes, and there's a good book on, on it's called Jesus and Money. It's by a guy named Ben Witherington. I would highly recommend it. But I have, a, I have an example right now that lives about three-quarters of a mile behind me, my 82-year-old mother. Um, not a wealthy woman by any means, but, but, you know, somehow she's managed to stitch it together where everything's fine. Yeah. You know, and and I don't think she thought about accumulating anything her entire life, but somehow that's where she finds herself. Yeah. You know, if you're not worried about accumulating, uh, uh, things, who might you depend on? Right. So, uh, I'm glad this was in our discussion tonight. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. So, um, Kevin, I got a question for you just because you're Kevin. You know, <laughs> what's some of the best ways that you or someone you know has demonstrated thankfulness? What, what stands out to you? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back to the honey dudes thing because that's where I kind of hang my hat. But um, there's times where honey dudes um, presents the opportunity to, to, to really influence some people and change some people's lives. And, um, I've got a hundred of stories, but one of them affected my son so much that I was kneeling down and praying with a lady cause she was upset. Her daughter was, was moving out, uh, after the divorce had finalized and she was kind of a little bit crying and, I took her, I kneeled down in front of her. Uh, she was sitting down and I took her hand and I said a prayer with her. Well, I didn't know, but my son took a picture of it. Whoa. <laughs> my son went home and shared it with my, my wife and my wife proceeded a day or two later to go, I want you to see the effect you're having on your children. And when we see a church with the honey dudes, that's the photo that I pull up and tell the story yeah. because it doesn't just affect me serving somebody else. It doesn't just affect the person that's being served. When you are thankful enough to be um, in, in the process of showing your gratitude by serving others, 
there's people all around that are seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what's been powerful for me. Yeah, that's tremendous. Wow. So the last question, I'll start with, uh, with Christian. And, and, f- and feel free to have two or three answers to this if you like. But uh, what, what are the things that you're most thankful for? Oh, um, obviously one, two, and three are my, my three kids. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, their, their, their mother who despite brought... Despite the milk input. Despite, despite the milk, <laughs> despite, you know, the, the, the crying and the non, you know, lack of sleep, you know, th- those three and, and my wife are just the most precious things to me. And I, yeah. I can't imagine life without them. Um, I grew up one of seven, so always wanted a family of my own. And then just being blessed with, you know, three healthy kids. And, you know, God blessed us with the ability to raise them here in Flower Mound and just cannot be more thankful. Oh, that's that. awesome. Tremendous. Buddy, how about you? Yeah, I'll, I'll mimic uh, Christian and say family for sure, right? And uh, Christian, I don't know if you can tell or not, but I'm a little bit older than you. And so health, health takes on a bigger bigger uh, uh, piece of your, your consideration. But then also, lastly, um, you know, uh, contentment. I'm, I'm thankful for that because uh, that brings a sense of uh peace and, and really stability. You know, we're so fortunate that uh, I just want to uh, constantly remind myself to appreciate that and be content in, in the station we've been uh, blessed with. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. All right, Mr. Cummings, bring it home. Grace of Jesus Christ. Yeah. My incredible family that are just so loving and being born in the United States, yes. especially in Texas. Yeah. Well, which technically is part of the United States, but but uh, but especially in Texas. Yeah, okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> well, that guys, I can't I can't thank you enough. This this has been one of the, I'm thankful for this this group of guys, but uh, you know it's uh, it, it's something this month to to look back on this kind of stuff. So I I can't thank you enough for joining me. Uh, really like this conversation and appreciate you guys taking the time to be here. So there you have it, episode 23 of Men in Progress. We hope you enjoyed the conversation and that you'll join us again in December for a very special end-of-the-year podcast when our guests from throughout the year tell us about their favorite Christmas traditions. It'll be a fun discussion that you don't want to miss. Thanks again to Buddy Bonner, Christian Sweeney, and Kevin Cummings for joining me and sharing their wisdom with our listeners. Thank you for listening to Men in Progress from Treach Memorial UMC in Flower Mound, Texas. I'm Dave Casey, and we'll see you next time. This episode of the Men in Progress podcast is sponsored by Treach Memorial United Methodist Church, where our mission is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. If you're in or near Flower Mound, Texas on any Sunday morning, we would love to welcome you to any of the Treach services. Or you can follow our services anytime on our Facebook page, or at tmumc.org.